Amen. Amen. We're looking at Job. Job chapter 38. We're going to just read three verses for us there. In your leisure, if you would, read Job chapter 38, 39, 40, and 41. There are blessings there for you. Even beginning at the story of Job, many of us have a clue about what it's uh, concerned, Job's trials, Job's tri tribulations. But after he had gone through, after he had lived life, after he had had a great experience, an even tragic experience, been encouraged and discouraged by friends that came by, we found out that God spoke to him. God spoke in a whirlwind. God began to express himself, not answering questions, but expressing himself in such a way that, that the answer was, uh, was apparent. The answer was clear. Even though God does not always tell you and I what he is doing, we have to trust him when we can't trace him. I say we have to trust him. All of you here today, all of us have situations and or circumstances. But God is saying, I need you to trust me. I need you to trust me. I know it looks bad. I know there's a lot going on and you're wondering, why me? But God is saying to you, just trust me. Job chapter 38, beginning at verse 1, it says, And then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, Who is this who darkens counsel by the words without knowledge? Now prepare yourself like a man, and I will answer you, and you shall answer. I will question you, and you shall answer me. May the Lord bless the reading and hearing of his holy word. Just because I could read a whole bunch. You may be seated. I could read a whole lot. I read from the beginning to the end. Amen. And it was hard to locate a spot. So much wisdom there in Job. Even from his friends, they do say some positive things about God. They do say some accurate truths they express. But their entire, their entire uh, aim is that, Job, you sinned and that's why God is punishing you. Ladies and gentlemen, sometimes the things that we have done in life are not why God is is, is punishing us. We find that Job was a man who had much substance. Job had so many riches uh, in, uh, according to that time period with, with 7,000 uh, camels or uh, 7,000 uh, sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 donkeys. He had 10 children, 7 boys and 3 girls and God took it all. He took it all. This is, it expresses what God has, uh, uh, what can happen in our lives. And sometimes it does happen piece by piece. And it seems like it's not one thing, it's another thing. And then we're wondering, God, where are you? Why are you not answering me? Why is it happening to me? Why is it not happening to somebody else? 
When I look out into the world, the main, the, main, uh, the main word that had been in my mind since earlier through the course of the week, I was going to do something else, but the word theodicy, theodicy, I talked about it briefly uh, previously, but theodicy, T-H-E-O, theodicy, T-H-E-O-D-I-C-Y. T-H-E-O-D-I-C-Y. It's made up of two words. A Greek, Greek uh, explanation or Greek uh, word for God, theo, theos. And then DC, which is, means justice. So the two words next to each other in theodicy mean God and justice. And then it's an argument. It's an argument about how can you have a good God and who allows evil to come into our world? How is it you can have yin and yang in the same circle? How is it that you can have dark and light in the same world? It struggles to answer, and that's exactly what Job and his friends did. Job was struggling to defend himself. He said, I just prayed for my children this morning, and this foolishness still broke out. I just said my prayers. I prayed for them just in case they messed up. I prayed for them, and still look what happened. And then you come here, you're sorry, miserable friend. It's in the text. You're miserable, friends. You guys are sorry. You don't even know what you're talking about. And then in chapter 38, ladies and gentlemen, that's where God shows up. He said, none of y'all know what you're talking about. He said, Job, I had you set up for a, for a test from the beginning. You didn't know nothing about that. It's hindsight now, ladies and gentlemen. We all know the end of the story. We all know what happened, but you, not, you do not know why you're in the situation you're in right now. You don't know why your circumstances are as they are. Some good and some bad. Why is it that death is still coming? Why are they still shooting at schools? The safest place we used to have is at the elementary and the middle, middle high schools. Now that's not, there's no safe place anymore. Why is death still here? Why are we still frustrated? Why is there still a killing and stealing? And why are we still angry? Why are we still, why is all these things going on? God didn't come in a calm like he did with Elijah in the cave, God came in a whirlwind. Let the storm blow. He said, y'all been calm long enough. But how did his voice sound? You think you know something? He says to us, he said, God, he said he created the universe. And the first thing you need to remember is that you should not question the wisdom of God. First thing, you're, you're all y'all talking and you don't even know what you're talking about. He said, he, he said, where were you when I created the heavens and the earth? Where were you at? 
mister. You know it all. I know you lost your children, but I'm the one who gave them to you. I know your, your, your health is, is, is waned, and I'm the one who gave you that. He said, but I need to ask you a question. Where were you when I started the whole thing? Where were you when I created the heaven and earth? Who, who was the one who, who, who decided what size the earth ought to be? Who gave the blueprint? Who gave out all the measurements? Did you know that the planet is not just here for decoration, ladies and gentlemen? It has a little lean on it. It's riding on an invisible axis, ladies and gentlemen. Invisible axis with a... 23 degree lean on it so that the seasons will be proper. Sun is at the right distance away so we don't burn up, nor can we not freeze to death. The moon is at the right, right space because if it was too close, uh, uh, if it was closer, we'd have tides that would cover the earth on a daily basis. We would not be able to live here, ladies and gentlemen. But God put the moon in the right place, the sun in the right place. Then he put you on the planet, and then you complaining about what you're going through. And it's not that what your, your complaint is not legitimate. You do have situations and circumstances. He said, but if you pray to me. But sometimes we forget who God is. Job, you going through the most tragic event a man or a woman could go through on earth, and I understand. He said, but what you have really forgotten is who I am. He said, you've forgotten who I am. And he said, we need to pay close attention to the details of God's creation. First, he made the sea. He made the stars. He made the sun. He made the snow and the hail and the rain. You see that the sea has foundations. Uh, it comes from a place. And he used a, 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 uh, an example, an illustration of, of a mother bringing forth a child. The water breaks in it. He said, that's how I spread the sea. Then I locked it in. As with a baby, a brand new baby that's come in, I put it in a crib so it can't, even though it gets rowdy, even though it gets upset, it can never go past the boundaries that I've set. Poetic language, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just trying to break it down for us. Isn't it something when you go out, I like going by the water. I didn't say I want to go in the water. I said I like going by the water. I want to sit there on the shore, a nice healthy distance, come on somebody, and I like to watch the waves that come in and they go out. They come in and go out. You know what? When you read this particular text, it says God set a boundary because it said I would get you, but God told me I can't go past my line. I would drown you, but God told me I'm believing. I can't go. You got to understand, there's, seven, there's three quarters of the earth is covered with water. And we're so busy having a problem with on the land, there's a whole nother world under the sea. God's saying, you don't know nothing about it. 
He said, I said, foundations, I'm the one that put it in existence. I'm the one that gives life inside of it. He says, I got foundations and it got boundaries. The reason you're not drowning is because I told the sea to stop right there. The stars, there's Pleiades and Ori. Pleiades is a, is a group of planets. It's not one star, it's seven. He said, I know them all by name. He said, I know them all by name. I'm the one who set them there. I know them by name. I know every hair on your head. Come on, somebody. He said, I know the stars. I know Orion. Who, he said, who can loose the belt of Orion? Who knew that in, uh, went way back in Job's day? We didn't have telescopes. Come on, somebody. We didn't have all the inventions. Isn't this something that God already knows? He knows the stars. He knows. He can call them out by name. Then the Bible says in this particular text about the morning light. And that's the sun, ladies and gentlemen. He said, let the sun come out and let him it bring light. Let it come in and let it cover. And he says, and in one translation, the message would say this. And he said, when the sun comes out, the roaches run. You say, well, what is that? Because it's talking about the wicked. They'll do their foolishness at night, but God brings a morning light. How many of you thank God that he brings light to a dark situation? I don't care how bad it is. He said, it's raggedy right now, but you ain't seen light yet. When Jesus, the light of the world, comes, he's going to change all this theodicy that we're battling. He's going to change it all. He's going to put it all into perspective. And now I'm going to leave this point alone when I talk about the snow, the hail, and the rain. It's caused it the treasury in this passage. But it should be called the arsenal. Because a treasury is something like gold and jewels. I'm going to wear this. I'm going to wear that. But when it says arsenal, that's different because God sometimes uses it as a weapon. Come on, somebody. He'll send rain. I told y'all to act right. I, to, I drown you. Come on. I drown you. You heard about the flood, right? Joshua chapter 10, around verse number 11, it's, it has a passage in there where, where, where Joshua was led by God to go and help the Gibeonites. Gibeonites had gathered themselves up. They, was going to, uh, they, they had to fight AI or they had to fight some other kings that had assembled themselves. God said, go with them. Don't even worry about it. They scared them because they got there early. But God said, y'all ain't even going to have to fight. You know he threw some hell down on them. Bam. Bam. He said the hell killed more people than the sword. I'm in the book. If you read the book, I'm in the book. Somebody said, casual Bible reader might miss that. But he's, he uses that arsenal. He'll use it whenever he needs. And I've been thinking all through the week, Miss Candy, I've been thinking. And you see, over in paradise, the volcano's coming out the ground. It's a pimple on the planet, ladies and gentlemen. It's only a pimple if God ever just say, boom, I'm through with this. Come on, somebody. You can run, but you can't hide. That lava's coming up out of the ground, and it's just running. It gives us a warning. 
I need to hurry, ladies and gentlemen. God created the universe. Everybody say, God created the universe. He asked Job, where were you? Yeah. He's not, he never answers his question directly. He just shows who he is. Now, what you got to say? I'm just going to tell you who I am. Don't worry about what I'm doing. He said, you just need to trust me even when you can't trace me. God controls all his creatures. Write this down, Luke chapter 12, verse 24. He said he, he feeds, Luke chapter 12, verse 24. He said he feeds, he feeds the ravens. Doesn't he? he feeds the ravens and he makes sure they got something to eat? And then it also gives you a little bit more about the entire animal kingdom. But then in Luke chapter 24, he said, he feeds the This is Jesus talking. He said, hey, you know, I take care of the ravens. He said, and I make sure they got something to eat. But you, you know, you're more important. You're more important than them. He said, I take care of them because I created them. They're my pets, so I make sure I take care of them. He said, but you my child, and aren't you more important? I know you're sick, but aren't you more important? I know you got a financial situation, but aren't you more important to me? You think I've forgotten you because I allowed you to go through. You think I forgot because you, you, you're in the valley of the shadow of death. He said, but I fear no evil. It's good when we just read it, isn't it? But it's a different thing when we're in the shadow of death. We're going through, and then we still need to trust God. Even when we can't trace him, because he said, you're more important than the birds. And they get up in the morning singing. I'm like, what y'all singing about? Y'all in my tree. On my fence. Come on, somebody. Singing. And I don't have a fist. It's God's fist. Come on, somebody. It's God's trees. They singing because they're happy. They singing because they're free. If God can take care of them, he needs to let you know that you are more important than them. Aren't you glad that God takes care of us? We could be in some worse conditions, but God taking care of us. The animal kingdom, there's a list that's there. The goats and the deer. He said, I take care of the goats and the, and the doe or the deer. He said, I know when they bring forth children. I know where they are. I keep track of all of their ways. The wild donkey and the wild ox. He said, can you tame them? Can you tie them up and then go untie them? Will they listen to you when you say something? This is what he's saying. God, he never answered this question. Why am I going through? He said, no, 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 you answer me. The wild animals, they're out there. I can tell them to do something. They'll do what I say. But will they do what you say? He's letting them know and he's letting us know that God is in control. How about the ostrich or the wild 
war horse, the war horse, the hawk, or the eagle. They're all listed there. That's why I say Job is just so, it's a marvelous poem written for our understanding that we'll get to know who God is, the power that God, his omnipresence, his omnipotence is all, the power that he has. We'll get to know that. He, he said the wild donkey and the, and the wild ox, the ostrich, ain't got no sense, ain't got no wisdom, but they know when to run. They leave their eggs in the ground, even up so if somebody come by there and step and crack them, they ain't even got a sense, enough sense to know how to lay their eggs. He said, but they laugh when the horses come. He said, because I can make another one. So they just like, Psh, you can have that one. You listening? He said, I know how they are. Them is my kids. Them is my pets. I know how they are. He said, but yet I watch over them. The wild, I just want to say this about the war horses. The war horses. Harry and Megan got married on yesterday. They had an entourage. They had persons coming in and out. They had a nice thing. But then at the end, they had horses in the front. Horse-drawn carriage. They had horses. His military is in the back. And if you watch those horses, some of them got an attitude. <sighs> they breathe. And they... God said, I'm the one made them. The only reason they're riding them is because I make them. They're still a horse. They're still crazy. They love to fight. And unless I meet them, you won't be able to ride them. Some of you say, well, I'm not weak. But if God meets you, you allow people to ride. It's not that you don't have any power. Love covers and it also overlooks. People think they're getting away with something, but God has us way out in front. Hallelujah. People think they're using you. I'm trying to help you today. But God knows what you're going through. And he says, I'm I, I, just like the war horse. I made them. And I know all about them. And he said, I made you and I know all about you, but I've taken you from the wild. And I've allowed you to be civilized. Amen. And we said, I need to go. He said, God created the universe. Not only that, God controls all his creatures, last of all. And God comprehends all that he has made. When you talk about comprehension, we're not just talking about mentally being able to grasp and even understand. What he's talking about, he's talking about encompassing them. He's talking about including them. What that means is that God has made humanity. He has made this world, but he has also fixed it that he is among us. He doesn't just know who you are, but he's here with us. The Bible says he would never leave us, nor forsake us. Aren't you glad that God watches over you in that way? Aren't you glad that God will never leave you? Let me give you the answer. Some of you say, just give me the answers, Pastor. If you're going to play God, then you need to dress the part. If you're going to play God, then you need to act the part. 
You say, well, what does that mean? He got on Job's case. Oh, you want to be God, huh? He said, won't you, just, won't you just take charge of the court? And won't you just catch all the wicked? Why don't you punish them yourself? And then why don't you bury them in the ground since you're in charge? You want to run stuff? Won't you go on and run it? Can you do anything about that? Seems like God is getting smart, but he's just making sure that we understand that he is in charge. And if you are going to uh, be God, then you got to dress the part. you got to act the part. You can look those up at your leisure. Behemoth is probably the hippopotamus. Behemoth is a name that has been given, especially in the King James uh, era. Uh, it describes a creature that is well built. A creature that has uh, strong belly muscles. A creature that you can't tame and you can't take home the mama. It's not talking about a monster. It's talking about a hippopotamus, which means war horse. Hippopotamus ain't scared when the, when the waters rage. He said, he gets on in it with his big old self. He gets in the water. His name is Water Horse. Hippopotamus ain't scared, and God said, I made him. He said, I made him, I know him, his muscles are strong. He said, and then the next person that you need to watch out for is Leviathan. You think you got that down. It's not an alligator, but a crocodile. He said, there's a difference between an alligator and a crocodile. An alligator will, will mind his own business till you mess with him. Then he will jump on you. But a crocodile, it comes to get human beings. He said, I am not scared of you. Come on, somebody. He said, I'm walking on my belly. But these scales, you can't even put a spear through these scales. He said, they're so tight, water can't get in. He describes him. He said, he's, he's one of the baddest cats on the planet. Isn't it something that we know we can't mess with a bear. We know we can't mess with a hippopotamus. We know we just can't walk up on him. He said, if you lay your hand on a crocodile, you're going to remember. And you won't do it again. It's in the Bible. It's right there. He said, you're going to remember that day. You're going to remember that hour. If you survive to tell about him. But is there anything too hard for God? Does God have to answer your question about why you are here? Why are you going through? Did your problem just shrink a little bit? When you stand next to an almighty God, he never did answer Job. But you know what he did for Job? He said, Job, I took your children. I can't give you them same ones back because they with me. He said, but I will give you some more. I give you seven more boys, and I give you three more girls, and the girls named one of them named Jemima. And you can say, hey, Jemima, if you want, but I don't think you want to do that. Her name is Jemima. Jemima means dove. It means purity. It means that when God restores, he restores what was broken. He brings back the purity in your life. Another daughter there, and her name is given, her name means uh, radiance. Her name means cinnamon. Her name means uh, uh, something fresh in that way. The last one, her name means jewelry box, or it means cosmetic box. It means that, and the Bible says they were beautiful. 
What you didn't read is that at the end of the story, the Bible says even after all that Job had gone through, God doubled his livestock. Where he had 7,000, now he has 14,000. Where he had 3,000, now he has 6,000. Where he had 500, now he has 1,000 apiece. And those 1,000 were a yoke, a team, or a yoke of oxen, which means two. So you have to double it. Where it's 1,000, it turns into 2,000. He lived 140 years after the situation. Many of us have come through some hard times and we say, hey, is this it? God say, this is just an experience that you're going through. You got to trust me even though you can't trace me. He said, I need you to hold on because I got some more life for you to live. You think this is where it stops? He said, no, no, Job. He said, I just ran a little test. I just ran a little test and I wanted you to see. How many of you have gone through a test? How many of you have seen what God can do and how he can restore? It's like, it's like we went through situations and circumstances. We had, we had thought we were, were down for the count. But isn't this something? God woke us up, restored us. Amen. And now we are here and we need to give God the glory and the praise. I said we need to thank him for what we've been through. I know we've been through a lot. and Some of you are going through right now. But you're going to do yourself a favor if you're just going to give God the praise in advance. Don't wait till the battle is over. Go on and shout now. God has been so good to us. We got our children. Lord have mercy. We have one of our sisters who lost her brother. We have uh, children that have just died at the school. Uh, uh, another shooting. That ain't you. That ain't your children. But every once in a while, death comes by our house. Death comes and grabs one or two of our relatives. And if somebody, if you're not ready, they're lining up at the gate. Somebody else just checked into the hospital. Somebody else is in ICU. What's going on, God? He said, I need you to trust me. I need you to trust me when you can't trace me. Listen, I thank God for life, health, and strength. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to praise him while I can. I ain't going to wait and work for, worry about what everybody else is doing. I'm going to give him praise while I can. I'm going to pour myself out. Come on, somebody. Like a drink offering. Because you never know what God is going to do. Sometimes you go back to cussing. You go back to uh, uh, your old ways. But God said, no, no, no. You need to hold your mouth. You need to hold your tongue. You need to maintain your integrity. Because weeping endured for a night. Hallelujah, but joy. I said joy's coming in the morning. And even if I lose my life, keep I got an everlasting life. Y'all not listening today. I said even when we die, we're going to live forever. So God said that's not your problem. He said you don't have to worry about that. He said you can't be separated from my love. He said neither death nor life nor things present nor things to come. Things in the heavens or things below, nothing can separate you from the love of God. He loves you. How many of you believe that he loves you? How many of you believe that he loves you in spite of your situation? Trust God. Look at your neighbor, anybody close by you and say, trust God. Even when you can't trace him. I don't know what he's doing, but I'm going to hold on to his unchanging hand. I'm only here because of God's grace. 
I'm not here because I'm good. I'm here because God is good. He's good in spite of. He's good in the midst of. He's good, he's good no matter what everybody else thinks. God is good. He'll take care. I say he'll take care of his children. He'll give you a longer life. Won't he do it? I say he'll extend your life. You need to hold on to him no matter what it looks like. Don't look at God and say, why me? What's, what's your problem? No, just trust him. Trust him with you, even though you can't trace him. You don't know what he's doing. Look at your situation that you're in. What, whatever's challenging your life right now. Look at it. And God is saying, I don't care how bad it is. He said, you hold on to my hand. I have a future. I know the plans I have for you. I know the plans I have for you. They're, they're not for destruction. But they're for peace and they're for a future. If you're going through today, you need to hold on to God's unchanging hand. Many of you know my favorite passage, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not into your own understanding, but in all of your ways. Just acknowledge him. <laughs> when did Job finally get his breakthrough? When he prayed for those who despitefully used when he prayed for those guys who made accusations against him when he prayed for them God heard Job's prayer because the prayer of the righteous the prayers you prayed for your children no matter what transpires God said don't even worry about that I got your children oh hallelujah Let's all stand, please. Lord, we love you. We thank you. We thank you for even the challenges that are before us. The health situations, the family situation, financial situation, emotional, psychological situations, God, but we do have enough sense to trust in you. God, no matter what it is, we're not going to put our mouths on you. We're not going to sin with our lips. We're going to trust you in the midst of it. For these, my brothers and sisters, they have challenges. They have circumstances. Praying for their families, praying for their spouses, praying for their children, their grandchildren, praying for their communities, whatever their prayers are, God. 
hear their prayers and answer according to your will. It's not about our will, but it's about your will being performed even in the midst and through our lives. So we trust you. Lord, give us faith to trust you even more. When it seems impossible, help us to trust you and hold on to your unchanging hand. Hear the prayers that are offered in this place and from this time forward as we proceed into our day, proceed into our future. Pray, God, that you would help us to rest in the knowledge that you are omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent, you would never leave us nor forsake us. Help us rest in your care. Give us wisdom for each situation, circumstances that we encounter. That we do the right thing according to your will. So we love you, God, and we offer these, your children, to you. Bless us all as we go our various ways. And it's in Jesus' name, for his sake. Every heart say amen. Amen. Now hug somebody.